Welcome back to Show Me What You Got. And of course, still with your boy, Diola D. Brown. But coming up next on the show is a young and very talented football. A lot of people call it soccer, but I got to be traditional to the sport. It's called football. I know my footy fans will come up against me on that one. But um, the coach of the Mendel Aces looking to end a 36-year-old drought for the club side in the men's Premier League up here in Darwin. He has been the coach of the Premier League team for the last two seasons. And prior to that, he was coaching a reserve grade team. They finished off the last two seasons second on the ladder. And this is the opportunity to crack it onto the next level. Daniel McCormick, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Daniel, the coach of the Mindel Aces, welcome, man. What's going on, bro? Uh, just a, another grand final day. Uh, a few nerves in the stomach, but also a lot of excitement. Uh, we've worked hard all season for this day, and I just wanted to, to be upon us already. And I've still got to wait a few hours. I keep looking at my clock going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Um, and we're nearly there. <laughs> of course, we're nearly there. Um, now, second season, finishing on the ladder, you know, of course, finishing second on the ladder with Mendel Aces, you know, um, you've been coaching this team for three years. What has that experience been like for you? Look, it, it's been a challenging experience. Um, when I first moved up to Darwin from Alice Springs and I arrived at Mendel Aces, uh, they had only just rejoined the senior football. Uh, you know, it had been, I think, four four years since they'd had teams in the, in the senior men's side of the game. Mm. Uh, so my first year at the club, they just re-entered. Um, so I think they finished uh, around sixth or fifth place at the bottom of the ladder. Mm. Um, my second year at the club, they finished again fifth or sixth place near the bottom of the ladder. Um, and it was about that point in my third year with the club that they, they didn't have a coach in the, in the Premier League. So I put my hand up and said, I'll, I'll have a go. And I knew how challenging it would be. Um, and I was very fortunate to have uh, a lot of loyal players that stuck through the hard times. And in my first season, we managed to, to finish second on the ladder um, and get into the grand final. And we've done it again this year. So two years in a row, we've we finished second place and we're in the grand final. Um, so I'm quite proud of my achievements, but also that of, of the team and, and the club. Um, it's certainly only success for the club in the last few years. Prior to that, it was it was more uh, more of a struggle. Man, and that's that's exciting to hear. And of course, just a little bit about your history and your background in the game of soccer. Born in Zimbabwe, moved to Alice at a young age. You know, played the game of football. Football, we like to call it not soccer. People, it's football. <laughs> played the game of football. You know, and then retired early to take on coaching fully. You know, tell us a little bit about your history in the game and what your experience has been like coaching multiple teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I've always found myself drawn to, to football. So being um, from Zimbabwe, there's a very famous goalkeeper that played for Liverpool called Bruce Krobler, um, way, way, way back. Um, and he was the reason I started following Liverpool and I fell in love with football. So I'm a Liverpool supporter. Oh, um, you're walking um, alone now. Walking alone at the moment. It's only one result. Right, 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 right. But don't hold that against me. Don't hold that against okay. me. So I, I moved to Alice Springs when I was very young, six years old. I grew up there, and anyone that has lived in a small town knows that sport keeps the community together. Um, so while the league might be small, you know, three, four, five teams, it's all about your weekends. It's just sport, sport, sport. Whether it's cricket or or golf or football, it doesn't matter. Everyone's playing sport. So. From a very young age, I was I was in love with football. Um, I've got two brothers as well, so we all played football together. Um, we all pushed each other. Um, and then, as, as happens in small communities, coaching is, is quite difficult. It's hard to find a coach um, because people move in, they move out. Mm. So I think I was 18 when I first sort of put my hand up and, and started coaching, um, I think, an under-16s team at that point. And I followed them through to under 21s and we won back-to-back championships down in Alice Springs but then unfortunately as those kids all grow up uh, as we know in the Northern Territory a lot of them go to university um, and they sort of disappear and you you lose that team and it was shortly after that that I actually moved up to to Darwin 
um, and I joined Mindalaces Football Club up here. Uh, I played at first. I'm still playing now, but more coaching. But yeah, I've been with the club four years. It, it was more exciting coming from Alice Springs. You know, there's more teams, there's more competition, there's more opportunity. So I really enjoyed moving up into the football here. Um, and for the last three years, I've been coaching with Mindalaces. I just can't seem to get away from it. Every time I try and put my boots on and, and <laughs> pretend to be a player again, someone remembers that I used to coach and, right. and I might be good at that. So they ask me to coach and I can never say no to it. So, yeah, three years ago, I coached the reserve grade. And the last two years, I've been coaching the, the Premier League side for the club. And, um, we, yeah, we, we've done quite well the last few years. Amazing. You can't keep a good man down, can you? And, of course, I got to fly my flag right here. Gunners for life, baby. I got to fly the flag nice and high. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my, <laughs> my wife's the gunner supporter. There you me. go. Yeah. There you go. I need to give her a high five for me, man, real quick. <laughs> but, uh, I, I give her a Liverpool shirt for her birthday. No. She gives me a gunner shirt for my birthday. It's an ongoing joke. <laughs> That's amazing, man. That's beautiful. But, um, yeah, we got to talk about tonight, though. You know, um, 36 years. There has been a drought for the Mendel ACS being in the men's Premier League. Haven't won anything or had a, a major break with winning any of the major medals or hardware, you know. But tonight can change all of that, you know. But you're going against a, a team that you've lost to, you know. Um, you lost to them three one, you know. But you're going up against them, confident and nervous at the same time, you know. What What are the feelings you 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 got now for tonight's game? Look, it's. It, it's strange to, to describe it because there's so many feelings. You know, as a coach, a lot of the players look to you and they they reflect your emotions and your feelings. So you don't want to be seen as as being nervous or being worried. You've got to be this this confident statue that that makes them feel confident. So while I I'm feeling things now, I know full well that in the next few hours I need to sort myself out and I need to be nothing but this perfect image of, of confidence and yeah. and belief that we can do this. Um, but after so many months of hard work from myself and the team and the ups and downs of COVID, you know, is the league going to go on or isn't it? Um, it's hard to, to not feel nervous. You know, this season just means so much to so many people. We all came through the adversity and, and the hardship of, of, of what COVID's done to us. And I think no one's going to ever forget 2020. And we certainly want to remember 2020 right. um, in a positive way with, with, with the trophy, with the championship. 36 years is a long, long time. You know, some people will say, oh, I remember Mindel winning it 15, 16 years ago. But if you look back through the history, the limited history we can find, the league split off and then they came back and then they split off. But certainly, um, as far as we're concerned, and our president actually played in that team 36 years ago, wow. that was the last time we won the, the, the Federation's championship. So run by the actual Federation, not a split-off league, yeah. the actual main competition. So that's the fairy tale we're all working for. And I've said to the guys, we never know what's going to happen next year. You know, mm -hmm. Guys can move away. The team's going to be different. This is the last time this group of players, this special group of players, is going to have this opportunity to make a memory that they will never, ever forget. Absolutely. Man, good luck tonight. You know, wishing you all the best. We will keep tabs on your progress and see how you go with that. But real quick, let's talk about um, NT football for a little bit. Um, what has been the highs and lows and, uh, you know, the experience of being in the Northern Territory Football League? The highs and lows, well, for me, coming from Alice Springs, it, there was a lot more opportunity. You know, we're on the doorstep of Asia. There's teams traveling into Singapore during the right. Singapore Cup. Um, the Darwin Selects, the Northern Knights team, they're traveling to Malaysia. Um, so th there's a lot of opportunity. And even the FFA Cup, right? The, a lot of players each season feel that the FFA Cup is sometimes more important than the league. And right. a lot of that was because of the exposure. You know, the fact that you get to play on TV, um, potentially against some of the pro clubs and A-League clubs. Um, but... I think the streaming service that we now have in our league has made it 
actually just as important to win the league and, and build this portfolio and exposure for the players in the regular league. Right. But the ups and downs and the unpredictability of our league has been evident. I mean, you see the top-place team losing against the fifth-place team. You see the second-place team uh, losing against the sixth-place. It's so unpredictable. You just don't know what's going to happen each game. Right. And I think anyone who's a football fan knows that that's exciting football. You, know, you don't just want one or two teams to just dominate everyone else. You, yeah. you want to go into each game questioning what's going to happen. Uh, and I think we're, we're very fortunate to have that in our league. Absolutely. Of course we are. And um, what's next for Daniel? What's next for Daniel? I have to ask my wife what's next for me. <laughs> uh, after three years of giving up, you know, 20, 30 hours a week volunteer right. coaching, she'd love me to be home. But yeah. I certainly want to, to, to bring home a trophy. I want to win that premiership. Um, that's something that I, I really, really want for myself personally and for the club and for the, the team. Um, so what's next for me, hopefully, is me tonight having a, a trophy in my hands uh, and then getting to have a little bit of a holiday. Mm, absolutely. That would be really nice. And we'll be popping some champagne in that medal, you know, and drinking from the cup itself. <laughs> yeah, just don't tell Bruce. Nah, I would, okay. I'll keep my mouth sealed, Ren. <laughs> Man, thank you so much for coming on the program. But before we let you go, any last words of encouragement or advice to young ones out there who want to take up the game of football or any sport, you know, or become a coach and just shoot for the stars? Look, my words of encouragement are take the time to, to perfect things you know if you, if you want to be good at a sport you need to put the time in and it's not just your two training sessions or three training sessions a week that you have at the club all the greatest players put in extra effort and that's why they are extra great um you know wake up in the morning early have your breakfast go outside juggle the ball a little bit practice your throw-ins practice your kicking time after school make the most out of all the time you have and that'll be the differentiator between you and the other players and i think from a coaching standpoint the sooner a player can can coach um, the better for them because they say you, you never really know something until you can teach someone else. So if you really know the game of football, you're good enough to teach someone else. So from a young age, I encourage you to coach because it, it teaches you things about communication and understanding and managing conflict that are very, very applicable to what you need to do as a player when you start getting into the pro ranks and the semi-pro ranks. Um, so invest the time and pass it on. Pass on your skills once you get there. Absolutely. Invest your time, stay committed, and pass on them skills to the younger generation. Great and exciting words from Daniel McCormick right there from Mindo AC's football club. Thank you so much for coming on the program, Daniel. Appreciate you. You're welcome. And I truly believe in, in the concept of the 12th man being the crowd. So if anyone's uh, got some time tonight, 8 p.m. is the kickoff. Uh, where you're, you're black and yellow. Um, but even if you're a Casarina supporter, make sure you're down there to support uh, what is the last game of our season. Um, it's great when we have a really pumping crowd. Daniel McCormick right there, coach of the Mendel Aces, trying to spring up a surprise in the grand final weekend, trying to raise a 36-year-old drought. For the full version of my chat with Daniel, be sure to jump onto his territory, fm.com slash podcast to listen to that interview and many others. But coming up next, Chicago-born native currently playing for Eagles Basketball Club up here in Darwin talks about breaking through for you and bringing out the barriers around mental health and how you can get better. Chris, Euro Elder, up next, only on Show Me What You Got.